Hey y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week we're going to talk about the Golden Globes, Fences, and I saw a couple movies when I was home, Sing and Passengers. We're also going to talk about the end or future of Fifth Harmony. Mm. With me as always is my wonderful co-host, Adrian J. Gomez. Howdy, hey, hey. Happy New Year. This That's is right. This podcast in the new year. A week into 2017. It. Here we are. You know when the new year changes and you keep forgetting to change the date when you write it? Yes and no. Ugh, I don't I really have... twice at work already. I, you see, I don't ever need to write the date anymore. I have to do it like on the deposit bag. How was your holiday? How was your Christmas? Um, fine. It was good. It was nice to not be at work. What was the best meal that you had? Mm, the pork chops. The last night we had pork chops. Mm. With like applesauce. That's what I was about to say, potatoes. with applesauce. Mm. And then we also had uh, Eggs Benedict and filet mignon I had filet mignon twice Dang. I had Bojangles twice <laughs> It was a good time How about you? The best meal I had I don't know they're Well no, good. I mean your holidays Oh they were fantastic I had a good time I enjoyed spending time with my family It was nice to see all my people I went ice skating with Vahid What a thrill Fell right on my butt And I have still quite a bruise on my rear end like when you fell in the store like when i fell in the store that was a real bruise so this was just like a, a dart it looks like i got hit with the um what's the thing where they go paintball no oh that too yeah that but you know what i mean when they what's the thing like a tranquilizer oh yeah you know in movies when people are like yeah anyway <laughs> sorry <laughs> like i don't know what's going on uh, okay so we'll start with the golden globes which were tonight First off, if you haven't watched the Golden Globes yet, we're going to tell you all the winners. So right if you're now. trying to not know, don't listen. Or hit pause. Exactly. Come back to us in three hours. Yep. The biggest disappointment to me, we'll start with Jimmy Fallon because he hosted. Mm. He was fine. The little montage was fine. Incredible. And the his little jokes at the beginning were like the definition of like typical jokes where you just go around the room and sort of make one line, punchline jokes about the people in the room. Exactly. Which is the way everybody does. He, the, I think the most telling moment was when the teleprompter didn't work at the beginning mm -hmm. and he all of a sudden had nothing to say. Yeah. He didn't play that off well. He just sort of froze because he is not funny. He just has funny writers. Exactly. His team is funny, which is a skill. Assembling a good team, look at Lady Gaga, assembling a good team to like make you look your best mm -hmm. is a talent. But it's amazing to me that he didn't realize or hasn't realized that some things can go wrong or he's not going to always have that team. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's weird. So that was... It was just bizarre. It was an, It was very unfunny. And they sort of just... He was barely in the rest of the show. Yeah. I don't know. Hosts are kind of a weird thing. But Ricky Gervais is like the best. Oh, he best. should be hosting this every single time. Yeah. I don't, I've never understood... The thing is they want a celebrity. Exactly. Because then they can put all the, all the posters... Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais just doesn't have that kind of draw. That clout. Exactly. So Moonlight won for Best Drama. La La Land won for Best Comedy. And for TV... Uh, the I, Crown. I, the Crown won for Drama. And Atlanta won for Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. For Golden Globes. I mean for Comedy. Yeah. Or for... I don't know what I just said. You said Atlanta won for Golden Globes. Oh, Atlanta won. <laughs> won for Comedy. Both 
I think well deserved. From what I've heard, Atlanta's good. Not my kind of show. I don't think. Well, the Golden Globes love to award new people. Yeah. So that like the last couple of years, Jane the Virgin Girl won, Crazy Ex Girlfriend Girl won, mm-hmm. um, and What's Her Face won this time. Tracy Ellis Ross, mm-hmm. who hasn't been nominated before, Never. so they love to award like newcomers. Right. Lena won her first year. That's right. So. Um, and it's also funny, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who wins the Emmy mm-hmm. every single, single, single time, mm-hmm. uh, has hasn't won a Golden Globe in twenty two years. That's insane. So that shows you that it's just they're not in tune with like what American audiences are into necessarily. And they being, I just looked it up, ninety people are the Which Hollywood Foreign Press successful. Yeah. First of all, Moonlight is not the best drama of the year. No. On any planet, it's just it's just it's okay. a good movie, but it not the good. best. I yeah, I totally agree. Technically, yes, it's beautiful. It's shot well. The acting is great, obviously, but there's just better movies. Yeah, but uh, La La Land was amazing. Oh yeah, and these obviously everything slipped to drama and comedy. Yeah, and in, at the Oscars that doesn't exist. No, but Ryan and Emma won. Yeah. L. That was surprising. Yeah, Isabel Huppert won for actress, and Voila won for supporting. Mm-hmm. Voila's going to win the Oscar. Yeah, I still think Emma has a very good chance. Me too. Oh, even over Natalie. Yeah, who and Natalie was unreal. And I mean, Jackie. just incredible. Best of the best. I mean, yeah. So, but Voila is the lock for sure. We don't. What if she doesn't get nominated? Oh, I would die. I just rolled The nominations aren't even out yet. Voila's speech to Meryl was just incredible. It just made me want to cry. And Meryl's streak to everyone was incredible. Oh, yeah, for sure. So good. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The Golden Globes are always fun because it's just so many famous people in one room. And it's casual. And they only went three minutes over, which is a real skill. Impressive. Um, I'm trying to think of other like things that surprised me. I didn't think anybody looked necessarily unreal. Uh, Frankie asked when we were done, he said who was the best dressed. I was like... Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore did look good. And Lily Collins, I thought, looked very good. And there was somebody wearing a blue tuxedo that I thought was good. Now I can't think of who it was. I don't remember. Like a man? Yeah. The guy from This Is Us? No, it was another one. It was a little darker. Oh. Can't think of it. But, uh, yeah. I was also really glad Aaron Taylor Johnson won. Maybe it was him. He looked great. Because that movie deserves some more recognition than it's been getting. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like the the way they are now, this falls in the Oscar nomination window. Exactly. So her winning, Isabel Huppert winning tonight, Aaron Taylor Johnson winning tonight, will help them Mm -hmm. in the Oscar voting pool. Absolutely. Whereas before, he was basically off the radar, and she's been on the bubble the entire time. So it'll change things. Exactly. Fascinating. But, yeah. I miss Amy and Tina, though. They were good. They were good. How long did they do it for? Three years. And they said the first year they were only going to do it for three years. So, like, they were, is never a chance they were coming back. Apparently, they want to do the Oscars, and they're taking a break so that they can do the Oscars. Because there's a, a year window they that they require. Weird. From you doing other award shows. Interesting. Yeah. They could be good for that, too. Yeah, definitely. They're when gonna, do you think Amy Schumer's going to host one of these shows? Soon. Sooner Absolutely. than later. Oh, yeah. Her and Goldie Hawn, that was funny. Oh, yeah. I loved it. But Goldie Hawn, something about it, it's like... Wh- it was funny for like 30 seconds and then it felt forced. Exactly. All, that's always how these things are. It's like really funny and then you're like, ugh, okay. 
But I do love me some Amy Schumer. My mom hates her. She said she would fucking karate kick her in the teeth. I finished her book if you want to read it. Oh, I would love to. I'll bring it out to you. Um, oh, yeah, I read a lot of books on my trip. I will say this. This is a large pivot in subject. I'm sorry. Uh, Kathy Griffin's book mm-hmm. was a little disappointing. Why? The stories aren't good. So she has a book. It's a celebrity index of people that she's run into or that she knows. Which to is like my heaven in a book. Right. I love Kathy Griffin. Her first book is like one of the better celebrity books I've ever read. And it's all like celebrity stories. The stories just are like dumb. Mm. Or like they're just like, it's so simplified that you're getting nothing that's worth like really reading. What were you expecting? I don't know. I just thought like a little, something a little more like a personal story or like something that has like some depth to it more than just like I drew Barrymore to, I invited me to a party one time and she said oh well I have to play hostess but I'll invite you back to a dinner party sometime I have little dinner parties for like eight people end of story like that's not worth something worth selling <laughs> I love I mean like obviously I read the whole book in like an hour but like of course and eh, it was just like I, it just felt like it, yeah not interesting. But her other book I love where she talked about Struggling to get in the business and that's all that. That's more kind of like stuff. a memoir. Yeah, that was great. But I still do. You don't like Kathy Griffin? I, of course I do. I love my life on the D list. Oh, me too. That show should still be on. <laughs> when she got divorced and she was crying with no makeup on. Here's the thing do you ever think Dolly Parton will do something where she doesn't have makeup on? No. Like, you don't think she'll do like some HBO movie? No. I wish. She's not an actress like that. Also, one more pivot. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm a nice guy now, so I'm pivoting. Um, the Bright Lights movie we watched tonight about Carrie Fisher and heartbreaking. Literally, will rip your heart out. Even again, I was telling you this before. I wasn't the biggest fan of Star Wars. I've never seen a Debbie Reynolds movie. You ever seen Singing in the Rain? No. No. Who you think I am? I don't think you'd like it. But when they both passed away in December. Something really like I felt weird, and then watching that was just like I felt like I had you know watched every single one of their movies. I mean, it just is devastating, absolutely devastating. It's where now they're just kind of like stuck in time, yeah, with that especially. And it's even more devastating that Entertainment Weekly put just Carrie Fisher on the cover, and then a little asterisk that said also her legendary mother, Debbie Reynolds, remembering her. I'm sorry, but de- no shade to Star Wars. And that was a great moment in her career and obviously the world. But Debbie Reynolds is like a Hollywood icon. Who is <laughs> Legend. In like 50 movies. Right. So Carrie Fisher was in like four. <laughs> no shade, but like at least have them both. Right. That drives me nuts. But Entertainment Weekly is a pop culture magazine. So even more so, Debbie Reynolds is a pop culture icon. But not now. Not as much as Princess Leia. Absolutely. I get it. It just hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. But also, you are the type of person who's into old Hollywood. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm like, not. Carrie Fisher, when she died, it made me sad. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. When Debbie Reynolds died, I was like, oh, it, like, hit me in the chest. Not like Joan Rivers. When Joan Rivers died, that actually, like, it was like, you I cried. somebody. Never. I've never cried over a celebrity dying. Not even Anna Nicole. <laughs> no, but I was very sad. I've watched that DVD of her show, like, ten it times. It is legendary. <laughs> When she calls her son and he says he's eating pizza and she goes, pig snot. <laughs> what? 
That show was good. Love her. Okay, so we both saw Fences while we were home. We did. The thing with us is we've seen most of these award season movies. So like now that they're rolling out in like wide release, we've already seen Exactly. <laughs> we're caught up. Them. We still haven't seen Hidden Figures. No, but that just came out wide here. Yeah, and Lion. We haven't seen. And 20th Century Women. Yeah. But we might not have to see that because it might not get nominated. Exactly. Would still like to see yeah, it, exactly, though. Yeah. You know? Um, Fences, I thought, was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I thought Denzel was great. I thought Voila was incredible. Mm. I think Denzel was a very selfish director in the respect that he spent the entire movie focused on himself. Is that what the play is like? Well, the play is the two of the... It's all set in the backyard. That's why so much of the movie was set in the backyard. Okay. Because he wanted to keep it as true to the play as it is. They never... Like, they don't go in... You don't see them in other places. But was there as much focus as there was on him in the movie? Yes, but you they're both on stage the whole time. So you're not seeing perspective in the same way. You're just seeing them and in the one world. And the editing was all very much in his favor. Yeah. I thought there were a lot of moments where he took away from her reactions mm-hmm. to just get his reactions. Right. Kind of like Birth of a Nation. Exactly. Where, and I understand he's a director. He's yeah. trying to win that Oscar. And he gave her her moment when... But what makes it her a supporting role and how I see how they got away with that mm. is... The movie is not about her. No. It's about him. Yeah. And she's the supporting. Of course. Whereas in the play, yeah. they're equal, I would say. Interesting. It's his story, but they're both equal pieces of that story. Right. Um, so just in the way that this movie was shaped and... And the son in the play felt more substantial. In this, he felt like... just another, Yeah, exactly. Another part of their story. But I thought, I mean, just a sad story. I mean... Sad movie. But very good. I mean, like, that's real acting. Like, that's, like, what acting in quotes is. I can see how some people would say it's overacting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially him. And also, he has these huge monologues. Every I mean, it's theater. I mean, it's old school theater, so. It's very dialogue yeah. heavy. I appreciate it because it's so different than yeah. anything that's out right now. You know what I'm surprised by is I saw it so late, but mm-hmm. I stayed perfectly awake the entire time. Oh, yeah. Me too, actually. I saw it, like, 11 o'clock at night. And it's not a short movie. No, it is not. Towards and it's not end, like, like yeah, yeah, of course. But she, luckily, her like big punch is like towards the end of the movie. Exactly. Um, also, the thing that keeps bugging me this award season is all these people keep going on stage saying, "Oh, thank you for taking a chance on this movie." A movie with Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. A movie with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone from the guy who just won everything for Whiplash or was Godless Recognition. That's not, in quotes, taking a chance. Taking a chance would be if you and me were in a movie that was a musical that, like, 20th Century Fox put out. (laughs) That's not a taking a chance. I kind of understand it more with uh, La La Land. Yeah. Just because musicals don't come out like that. Yeah. But when you have all top-tier talent. It's a $100 million movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? So. Exactly. It's different. Um, But, yeah. That's it. That's what I'd say about Fences. I also saw Sing... There's not too much to say about it, but it was cute. Mm. I the only thing I did, and I, this I could have told you without seeing the movie. If you have Tori Kelly in a movie, you don't need to give the original song that you're going to push for all the awards and everything to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> that didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it was cute. It was real cute. I thought. Also, I saw Passengers. No interest. I like Chris. Pratt. I keep on calling him Chris Pine. Chris Pratt. I like Jennifer Lawrence, obviously, but it was not a good movie. 
It mm. was the definition of like fluff. Yeah. Pretty people, pretty there movie. There were cool, like technically, it was a very well made movie. It, didn't, yeah. it never felt cheap. It right. all felt very real. The world they were in felt very real. So there was obviously good money into it. Yeah. And they're fantastic actors. There's no denying that. But the script was just not there. It felt, it, and it was like every, they had several moments in the movie where they could have chosen to make it a good movie. And instead, they would turn to avoid that. So it was like, ugh, you just, I just continuously was let down the whole movie. But it will be really good on Lifetime. That's the audience. Exactly. And it's like, you're not making Titanic. No. You're making a space movie. Right. Like, it just, it didn't. It didn't translate, I didn't think. I don't know. I just thought it was okay. Yeah. Like, not something I ever need to see again. Not something I ever need to see ever. <laughs> and finally, we're going to talk about Fifth Harmony. So this is sort of happened while we were home for Christmas, but I think it could be worth mentioning. Camilla Cabello, mm-hmm. is that her name? Mm-hmm. Left Fifth Harmony, which was always in the cards. Like, there's no denying. Just like... Uh, One Direction, you always knew they were going to split up and they were going to make solo music. Like, who cares about Fifth Harmony? Well, they ha- they have done very well in the last, like, year. Two years. We Could Work From Home was number one. <laughs> nah, I think it was, like, number two. But they've, I mean, they're a hit. Of course, but, like... That girl leaving is interesting because she has a solo song, that Bad Thing song. That's right. Which is just an okay song. Yeah. And it's, like, it's doing well, but it isn't, like... That song with Halsey. Like, it's not an inescapable anthem of the world. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, t- that the fact that that made her think, like, it's time for me to peace out. Mm-hmm. I still think she probably could have waited a year. Do I think Fifth Harmony is going to be around forever? No. Do I think she's going to be around? Probably not. I agree. But I think right now, they both could survive. Exactly, that's a perfect way of saying it. They, I will say this, that she did them a favor in leaving when they're so popular. Oh, yeah. Because they could put out a, one good song and be fine. And recover. Because they've never been like overbearing to where like if one person leaves, it's going to be like this huge devastating loss. They're exactly. like middle of the road famous. Like uh, Megan Trainer. Exactly. Where is Megan Trainer? I was just thinking. Where's Lord? What... She did she whisper in her mom's ear on New Year's again, tell her the name of her CD that's coming out next year. She's going to be at Coachella, though, I saw. Mm-hmm. And Beyonce. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people I had never heard of. Oh, that's usually how it is. Like, even the, like, you know how, like, the thing gets smaller and smaller. Can yeah. you imagine? I guess the, you're thrilled you're playing at Coachella. But it's like, Beyonce is like a huge, in like, size 85 font. And then there's some bands there in like, size 2 font on that bottom row. Can you imagine being that band? And be like, we're playing Coachella, and people are like, like, where? You know, when you zoom in on Instagram? Yeah, you're like, pension. <laughs> like, I can't see you. That must be weird. I'm sure it's like, whatever. Um, our question for this week comes from Tara. New Year's resolutions? Who's Tara? Hi, Tara. Hey, girl. New Year's resolutions? Um, I think Patrick and I were talking about it. I don't remember who said it, but do better. I think it's like, vague enough. Alex Mingus. Exactly. There you go. Do better. I think it's... No, I don't mean to say vague, but I mean it's applicable to everything. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And you don't have to let yourself down. Absolutely. I'd love to lose like 70 pounds. I really do want to join a gym. I think I want to too. The 24-hour fitness by the Arclight. Ooh, that could be a good one. But it's expensive. 
But here's the thing. I know you hate when I talk about that. Okay, so, like, fine. all the benefits of Apple or whatever. But they pay for our whatchamacallit. Well, that doesn't help me. I know, but, like, we, we get could, free gym. Yeah, we get it reimbursed. Ugh, if I'm in my legs, it'll mess up everything. Just do it. I'm sorry. Don't look. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, okay. So, we'll do that together. Okay. Thank you, Tara, for your question. Thanks, girl. If you have a question for us, you can email us your question at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. Your song of the week. Uh, mine is Waving Through a Window from the new Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen. I was so hoping you were going to pick that. I've learned to slam on the brake Before I even turn the key Before I make the mistake Before I lead with the worst of me Give them no reason to stare no slipping up if you slip away So I got nothing to share No, I got nothing to say Step out, step out of the sun If you keep getting burned Step out, step out of the sun Because you've learned Because you've learned Hold me outside, always looking in Will I ever be more than I've always been Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass I'm waving through a window I try to speak but nobody can hear So I wait around for an answer to appear While I'm watch, watch, watching people pass I'm waving through a window I love it. It is really good. And that's the only song available right now on iTunes. Also, you know who wrote that? Who? The people who wrote the songs for La La Land. Those two boys. Not the one who wrote the score. But, but the, the blonde boy and... Wow. Yep. Fascinating. Well, it's a great song. It seems like a great musical. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. What about you? Mine is Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Isn't the best place to find the lovers of the bar is where I go Me and my friends sat at the table doing shots Tricking fast and then we talk slow And you come over and start up a conversation with just me And trust me, I'll give it a chance Now take my hand, stop it, and the man on the jukebox And then we start to dance And now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love Your love was handmade for somebody like me Come on now, follow my lead I may be crazy, don't mind me, say boy, let's not talk too much Grab on my waist and put that body on me I'm coming now, follow my lead, come coming now, follow my lead mm -hmm. I'm in love with the shape of you We push and pull like a magnet do Although my heart is falling too I'm in love with your body and Last night you were in my room And now my bed sheets smell like you Every day discovering something brand I think I heard a little bit of it. There, he has he put out two songs, something Castle. Yeah, let me look at what it is. Castle on a Hill and Shape of You from his new CD. It's like the most typical Ed Sheeran song ever, mm -hmm. both of them, mm -hmm. but they're both great. Mm -hmm. Ed Sheeran, I really like him. He just gets to that point where you sort of have heard it so much that you're like, it's like just like Bruno Mars. 
Bruno Mars is obviously good. All his songs are good. Predictable. But it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, I need like six months where I don't hear you all the time. Exactly. Like Rihanna. <laughs> um, or years, actually. Um, so that's my, our songs of the week. What was yours? Oh, the Evan Hansen. Are you stroking? I am. Out? I'm hot. We gotta turn on the air. Yeah, I'm hot. Okay, um, <laughs> this week you are looking forward to... What are you looking forward to? Are you the one? Oh, that does Oh, you know what I didn't, we didn't talk about at all? What? Take a guess. Tell me. Wait. Nashville came uh, back this week. Oh, God, I don't care. Nashville came back this week. I have nothing to say about it because nothing changed, which is great and sad to me all at the same time. Because Period. when you take That's a break, a, <laughs> you should there should be some, and you move to a network. Obviously, I would hope they would elevate to some other level. Yeah. Also, they got a lot more money apparently to make this season, so I would hope that that would lead to some better things. I mean, it's only been one episode. But Connie Britton is good. That's the period. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing a monster calls with you, because what I'm terribly sad about, and I don't know if it was technically, I think it technically did come out this week. Yeah. So I don't know if it was considered it was. for any awards. So I'm curious. I, it's a weird time, so it probably won't be around later in the year. Yeah. For consideration, but it's very good. That There was always like three or four movies that just don't get the push, but they still sort of dump them out during award season. And it makes me sad because movies like that will go basically unnoticed. Right. But I still really want to see it. It looks fantastic. Also, I don't know. I told you... I signed up for a screening for 20th Century Women. Yeah, me too. But I don't know if we can go. On Tuesday. We can't. It's Hannah's birthday. That's right. Happy birthday, Hannah. Hey, girl. Um, And finally, your goober of the week. Goobers, Soldier Boy, and Chris Brown. Uh, Karuchi Tran. For being on the E-Red carpet. Uh, Mike Tyson, 50 Cent. All those people. What all involved all in that same mess. What Mike, Mike Tyson... Mike Tyson's apparently training Chris Brown. Are they really having a fight? Yeah, a boxing match. Where, is it going to air on pay-per-view? I don't know all that. Would you pay for that? No, because I can probably watch oh, it on YouTube. on Instagram in one minute. But it's for real, and it's, I think it's the most pathetic thing that's Should ever happened. Should we get happened. tickets to go? <laughs> I think it's going to be in Vegas. Maybe I'd that time we go. i to watch people bust each other in the mouth. Especially famous people. Exactly. Remember Celebrity Deathmatch with Tanya Harding? <laughs> Or no, what was that? It wasn't Celebrity Deathmatch. That was the cartoon. That was the puppet one. What was <laughs> the puppet? They were puppets. They were claymation. It was like a little marionette yeah. claymation. What was um the one where they fought? And they had What's-His-Face from Different Strokes on there. I remember. Okay, anyway. My Goober is that T-Mobile commercial with the lice or the ticks in the people's hair. Uh-uh. I don't want to watch words crawling around on people's head. That is so freaky. It's weird. It freaks me out. Best commercial we saw tonight. That Kathy Bates commercial for the, the Turbo Tax. Um, Turbo Tax, where she sees all the ghosts in her house. I thought, what's this show? This looks good. It was a Turbo Tax commercial. Glorious. I loved it. That's our podcast for this week. If you want to hear us outside of this podcast, you can follow us on Facebook.com slash Let's Chat with Curry, on YouTube.com slash Tall Paul Pictures, on Instagram at Curry Terrell and at Adrian J. Gomez, on Twitter at Curry Terrell and at Yo Adrian J. Gomez. And if you have a question for him, for, ugh, I was so close. The end. If you have a question for us, you can email us at let, no, that's not even it. Oh, I'm done. I mean, in okay. flames. You can email us at 
not the at symbol, just at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. Did I miss something? No. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to another year with us. Better luck next time. Love y'all. <laughs>